I always share with my friends. I was an anteater for four years, but I'm a Titan for life. Hello, Titan family, and welcome back for another episode of Fram and Friends, a podcast with Cal State Fullerton President Fram Vergie. I'm Matt Olson, and I am so excited to pass the mic to Fram to introduce our very first Titan alumni guest on Fram and Friends. Fram? Hey, everyone. It's Fram, and I'm really, really um, blessed and pleased to be here with my friend Tam Nguyen. Uh, I knew Tam before I ever came to Cal State Fullerton as president. I knew him when I was the general counsel for the CSU system. Uh, when I came for my visit to Cal State Fullerton, uh, Tam was here, and I got to meet him and speak with him, and I feel like we had an instant connection, uh, and we've been friends ever since. He is um, uh, uh, an amazing human. He's a human, a great human. Uh, so I'm really glad you're here, Tam. Well, thank you, Fram. Uh, first of all, uh, hello. I'm very honored to be on Fram and Friends as your first uh, Titan alum guest. And uh, and I certainly felt the deep connection with Fram and Julie when they first came uh, to the campus. Uh, we, we talked about family and we talked about being a Titan and we talked about uh, my kids. And, and for that, I mean, those are things I'm most passionate about. So it was very easy to connect with Fram and Julie. So, Tam, you, you know, the, uh, not surprising from knowing you, but almost the first word out of your mouth was family. Um, and your family has an amazing story. Um, can, you, can we start uh, just sort of as a background by sharing um, the story of your family and how you came to this country? Because it is an uh, inspiring and beautiful story. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I'd um, love to share about my family story. We... Um, uh, we came uh, at the fall of Saigon, end of the Vietnam War in 1975. My father was a South um, uh, Navy commander for the South Vietnamese. My mom at the time was uh, working in a salon uh, and in, in Vietnam, and she, she got to work uh, through the American Red Cross as well as through the U.S. government. Uh, as, as we left Vietnam at the end of the Vietnam War, my father actually left on a flight one week before uh, the fall of Saigon, and so we were separated my father on an earlier flight to the U.S. because of uh, his ranking in, in the military. My pregnant mom with, and myself at the age of one uh, left on a later flight. And uh, it's incredible. When we recently watched Miss Saigon together as a family, they said that was us. Yeah, that my, my, my mom and dad were, were so moved uh, uh, of the scenery in Miss Saigon because that was our family. And, and as we left on, on, a, on a helicopter and, and as bombs were exploding and gunfire around, that was the conditions we left under. So I was too young to appreciate what they went through. But uh, when we got to the U.S., we, um, my, my dad had settled in Camp Pendleton. My mom and I, uh, and who was my mom again pregnant at the time with her younger brother, my uncle, ended up in um, Arkansas. So, so we were in different bases. So, dad, dad again in in the Camp Pendleton area in San Diego, whereas we were ended up in a, a fort called Fort Chafee, Arkansas. Uh, fortunately, through the American Red Cross and great American families, we were reunited three three months later after, uh, and uh, we we reunited in Santa Cruz, California, <laughs> and where my lovely sister Lynn was born. And she Lynn, is she's and, a uh, wonderful person too. And uh, so that and, and Lynn was born Thanksgiving Day of nineteen seventy five. What a blessing. The first American citizen in our family uh, was born. And, and, and from that point, uh, we, we moved. We moved uh, from up north after learning and getting integrated. We moved down south. We moved to L.A. We lived in different apartments in L.A., El Monte, West Covina. And eventually, uh, my mom working uh, different um, 
salon uh, jobs, my dad working as a translator in a refugee resettlement uh, uh, individual. We, we, they bought their first home in, in Walnut, California in 1979. And, and they also, at that time, eventually saved up and bought their first salon, first salon called Tam's Beauty Salon <laughs> in, in West Covina. So wow. that, was, that was the beginning of our story, and, uh, and that's, that's how we came about. Uh, the, the, after several years, they established one of the first Vietnamese-owned beauty colleges in the country, and at the time it was called Tam's Beauty College, and that was in 1987 in what, at the time, in Garden Grove, what was, what was it, an emerging Little Saigon. Little did we know that it would become the largest Vietnamese community in the world outside of Vietnam. And your school would become one of the best known and largest of its kind as well. Yeah, we're very proud of that. Um, so, so, so at this point, um, mom and dad established uh, the beauty college in '87 um, due to dad's health condition and, and and stroke in 1999. We had a transfer and succession plan to uh, to us. Lynn and I stepped into the family business in 1999 and. Um, and rebranded it to Advanced Beauty College, ABC, to uh, to go mainstream. And uh, we uh, certainly, uh, my sister, I'm very proud of her. She, she's a two-time Titan. She got her bachelor's degree as well as her MBA here. Uh, myself, uh, I was educated at UC Irvine for my four, first four years and then went on to med school and then eventually got my MBA at Cal State Fullerton in 05. Yeah, so we won't hold that first part of being an anteater against you. <laughs> You're a titan through and through. I, um, I always share with my friends. Um, I said uh, I, I, was a, I was an anteater for four years, but I'm a titan for life. Mm. <laughs> I love it. So, Tam, that is, it is the quintessential American dream. It is the, the story of, because I know from talking to you over the years that mom and dad came here with virtually nothing. Um, the clothes on their back, as they say, right? right. And uh, worked tirelessly. I mean, your mom is a beautiful, beautiful person. I've always enjoyed talking to her. Um, and the, and uh, uh, their main goal, it seemed, was to provide for you and, and Lynn. And, and they did a, a beautiful job. And now you're paying it forward to the community, an amazing thing. Um, talk about who the heroes are in your life that motivate you to keep pushing like that, to um, carry on that, um, that momentum that dad started. Yeah, no, I have uh, multiple heroes in my life and it certainly starts with uh, mom and dad. Um, to understand their story now, um, to understand what they went through, the, heart, the, the journey that they took in their life, to risk it all and to start over and have nothing. Um, to to do that all for their kids as a love so that we their goal was for us to have a better opportunity than they did in life and, and certainly as as a as a young parent myself now it makes me love and appreciate them even more um, and 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 as you said it makes me you wish you were better for them right yeah, they weren't such a absolute, such a rascal <laughs> I was a rascal I wasn't always easy uh, on mom and dad and and, and you know I, I want to do better and and I know one way to do better is 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 to pay it forward and to give back. And and mom and dad always dreamed of doing that. Um, they said one day, you know, our family, and, and now that it's on to a third generation here, uh, they said, as we work hard, we work these 12 to 16 hour days, day over seven days a week. And, and we do this year over year, decade over decade. One day you'll have a better life. And then 
you'll have kids and they'll have a better life. And, and, and the more opportunities we have, you, you know, you have and our, our grandkids have, the more our family will be able to do for, for, for this uh, uh, and pay it forward because we're very blessed and we're very lucky to, 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 to be in a great country for you to get a great education at a great university and for us to be living in our community here uh, where we're at. So because of that, not only are my mom and dad my heroes, I've, I've found many heroes. Um, some recent heroes that um, I've recently found are, are, are right here on campus. I, um, since joining the Board of Governors and being on the uh, philanthropic board as an alum, I've found m multiple heroes. Uh, before, my heroes were within the community, in the Little Saigon community, because that was all I, who I was exposed to. But to be able to now go mainstream and serve on a board such as Cal State Fullerton's Board of Governors, and, 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 and uh, you're one of my heroes. Oh. And, and to see you and what you've gone through, I connected deeply with your story when you shared uh, about your mom and dad coming over, that much like my mom with, with nothing and very little, and, and, and providing education for their son and for their son to have an opportunity to get higher education so that they can be first in their family to go to college. And, and I share that with you. And, and then now to have wives and children that we're raising to be able to provide them and the, the next generation here, that, that, that always inspires me. I always connect with that. Uh, but we also have, I also have business heroes and family heroes on the board that we serve on. Um, Roger Koch has been instrumental in my life, uh, the CFO of In-N-Out. He, what a great, um, when he, he, he invited me to his office, um, and, and, you know, and he shared with me about family, about being a soccer coach, about, um, giving back, um, and about starting from, from his first job all, all the way to his, 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 uh, career through at In-N-Out, a, a brand that I love and respect and for their culture and, and their business success. Um, he, he was able to share, um, there, I've met Gary Green. Gary Green is, is another wonderful human being who I met at a Cal State Fullerton event. And he was the one that connected to me to one of my best friends today. He's the one that made the introduction to Sunny Wynn of Seven Leaves Cafe, who's, who's like a brother to me and, 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 and one of my best friends. So because of these Titan connections, because of these heroes, uh, they may not even know that they're my heroes, but gosh, they make such an impact in my life. Um, I, I always remember uh, that saying from Jim Rome, you're the, um, you're, the five, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And, and gosh, mm -hmm. the five people I spend the most time with now are the greatest I've ever had. Yeah, so Titan heroes. I love that you have Titan heroes. That is a wonderful thing. I look back at the history of this campus at people like Milk Gordon and uh, Jewel Plummer Cobb and... Um, they are heroes. Uh, they are Titan heroes. But we have modern day Titan heroes as well. Uh, we have so many on our campus, our uh, amazing faculty that teach our students and prepare our students. They are all heroes, too. So I love yeah. the fact that we can have Titan heroes. So, Tim, uh, do you have a... Um, a, a the, the, going through life, you've obviously seen hardship. Yeah. Um, uh, you were blessed to have most of that hardship taken care of by mom and dad, and uh, but uh, and uh, you've made so much out of that. I know how proud they are of you. But do, has that developed a, a philosophy of life? Do you have a, a basic philosophy on, on which you operate? And if so, what is that philosophy? Yeah, I um. Through my observations as a child, for me and my sister to observe that hardship mom and dad went through, to observe their hard work ethic, what they went through, to observe the sacrifices that they made so that Lynn and I, our lives would be better. Um, 
we, my, my wife, Christine, and I recently formed a family mission statement. And, and that's, it's kind of, and we, it, it gives us, it guides us now. And, and our family mission statement is to live a healthy and happy life while making a positive impact on others. Mm-hmm. And, and so that, so everything that we do now, everything that we decide now as a family comes back to that family mission statement. So what made you sit down and think about and develop a family mission statement? What was that? What? Yeah, um, a lot went into that. We wanted to be thoughtful about forming a family mission statement. Um, the trigger, the biggest trigger that um, that motivated us to form a family mission statement, actually there was two. One, one was um, my son, um, my oldest son, Chance. He was at school and he was like, Dad, you know, I'm going through a hard time at school. You know, the kids, um, our conversation, and he was just sharing with me his struggles, and and I, and it made me reflect. I'm like, his struggles are so much different than my struggles, and so much different than mom and dad's struggles. The struggles are very different, and then it it connected me to um, my membership. Uh, in the Center for Family Business. Uh, Ed Hart uh, here on campus is the director for Center for Family Business. I've been a member of that with my sister uh, since 2012. He's another amazing human He's being. He's another amazing human being, another Titan hero among among them. And, and, and he has 60 incredible family businesses that we had never been exposed to. And when I started sitting in these monthly workshops, when I started hearing these speakers... I noticed the same thing. The best family businesses and the best, strongest families were the ones that had mission statements, were the ones that had family guidelines and policies, were the ones who kept their business separate and their business was well-planned. The business had mission statements and and values and mission. But now they asked, well, did that for their family independently of their businesses? And I noticed that it was always family first. And families became stronger and tight-knit because they treated the family as its own entity and independently so that that uh, the the lines weren't blurred and and when i saw that i observed that from the top families in the center for family business i knew i needed to be that leader for my own Mm -hmm. i love that so um you've through that philosophy of uh uh admission statement of uh, dedicating yourself to what's best for your family but also giving back to your community i know um and you are, you are too humble to talk about it. But I know what a what a leader you are, especially in the Vietnamese community, but across the community, across Orange County. Um, I run into you everywhere. Uh, you are um, on everybody's short list uh, to be on boards, to be present for your guidance, for your advice, for your friendship and your love. Um, that. That is a, a, a special kind of leadership. And um, so I'm wondering how you learned to be a leader. And if you were talking to our students um, who are hopefully listening to this, what, would, what advice would you give them on um, what it means to be a good leader? Yeah, I think first and foremost, I was born with the name Tam. And, 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 we, and the name Tam in Vietnamese is Tham, uh, and Tham means heart. So I come from a family of hearts, uh, three generations now. My mom and dad are Min Tham and Kien Tham. I am Tan Tham, my sister Lin Tham. Mm-hmm. And my three children have been named by, by my dad, Chan Tham, Thien Tham, and Mi Tham. And, and each of the hearts have meaning. So Thang Tham, my name means true to the heart. My sister's means spiritual heart. My three children, their, mean, their, 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 um, their hearts are strong heart, 
um, Sacred Heart and Beautiful Heart. Mm -hmm. And um, because we're the Heart family, uh, everything that we've done in decision-making has been based on love. So being from a family that never put anything first but love, um, that, 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 was my, that was my compass. Um, because of that, any, any family, whether it's the, my Nguyen family or the Titan family or the Little Saigon family or any family I'm a part of, it's got to be based on love and, and caring. And, and so, so I lead with that. Um, second, because of the, the, the individuals I've been able to, because the individuals that have kind of been in my circle and that I've learned from and, and I've observed, um, my leadership is based on their style. And, 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 and uh, for example, the um, being on the board of governors for Cal State Fullerton is one where, although these are what, what I just remember when I first got asked to join and I was very intimidated. I'm, I'm a small family business owner, Vietnamese refugee from Little Saigon. What am I doing being asked on a board where there's like, these are like the, these are the iconic brands and, and organizations in the, in the community. It's very intimidating for a, for a young Vietnamese refugee from Little Saigon that's in a family business uh, to, to sit on a board that has, um, you know, the largest banks. CEOs, the largest businesses in Orange County in Southern California. Um, and, and they're all like very experienced and, and a wealth of knowledge. It was, to be honest, it's very intimidating. But, but when I sat down with them individually and when I got the chance to meet uh, individuals before I, I joined these boards, I got to understand um, that we can all add value. And for me, I would encourage students to know that no matter what age you're at, no matter where you're at in your career, and no matter how what your bank account looks like, you can add value. And, and, and adding value is very important for me, whether it's serving on a board, whether it's being a business partner, or whether it's being a, a role model for my children and, and, and a husband in, in my own family unit. Um, I, I, I go into every relationship asking myself at all times, how can I add value? Well, and this is in watching you, Tam, this is one of the things... Um, that I've always noticed. You never uh, just go through the motions. Um, you always are fully engaged and uh, attentive and active, um, a, a full participant, um, which is what leadership is all about, being present um, and sharing your views and respecting others. You're always so gracious to listen carefully, but um, so many times when we're having conversations, uh, as those conversations come to a close, that's when you start speaking and people start listening. Mm -hmm. So uh, you are a great leader. I want to make sure you know that. I want to validate that. Um, a great leader on our board, a great leader in uh, Little Saigon, but also a great leader in your family. That, that means a lot coming from you. Um, in my culture and in, in being raised in an Asian family, uh, leadership concept was never discussed. And, 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 and speaking up is not something you do to, to, uh, to elders or, 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 or superiors. And, and so um, I, I had to learn to, to, to listen and, and wanted to, to be always a good obedient son as well as a, a good community member. But um, as, as, as I get to, um, as I have the honor to live on the hyphen of the word Vietnamese American, I also get to learn the best of each culture and, and also now um, learn from others to also share my ideas in, in contributing in a way that it's sharing a different perspective. Yeah, and, and just by being here and doing something like this, um, many of our students, what you're talking about is imposter syndrome, and many of our students face that daily in the classroom. Um, so the fact that you faced it 
in, in not only joining this board, but coming to this campus to get your master's when you already had a successful business. And was already um, a doctor. Yeah, and already, you know, just you just keep staring that in the face. Um, and what would you say to our students, so many of whom feel like they're imposters here and, and they're really not, and, and how would you encourage them to, to face that down? How did you do that? Yeah, no, um, thank you for that question. I, I certainly uh, feel the sentiments of the students and, and uh, certainly going through that myself. Um, I would encourage students, you know, as I reflect and back, that um, that this is a safe environment to do that. This is a great environment to do that. This is where I was able to go from survive mode to thrive mode, and 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 it was important for me in an education academic institution setting. There's some safeguards that you don't get when you go out into the real world, and and and, and being in an environment like this. That, that promotes diversity and inclusion, that promotes you speaking up and sharing your thoughts, uh, that promotes, you know, there's so many, you know, so many faculty, staff, administrators, they promote like you sharing a thought. And, 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 and mind you, I, I was, that's where I wasn't used to that. I, I was used to not, not speaking up. I was used to, to not, uh, not being candid about my thoughts, but to be in an environment that promoted that, that, that supported that, uh, that was uh, very, that was where I was uh, coming out of my shell, so to speak. And I would encourage that uh, of students, current students who, who are, um, who have this imposter uh, syndrome and, and going through that because you're, you're trying to be someone you're not and, and going through this cultural identity as, 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 as I mentioned, being an Asian American or Vietnamese American and always, Again, reverting back to the traditional cultures and, and respecting them, but then also now in this uh, beautiful American culture and being in a great American institution where there's a freedom of ideas and a freedom of thought to, to encourage me to speak up. And, and I would encourage that of, of the students that are currently here and, and, and to share because when, when you share, that's when I believe now that I see human, um, uh, human connection happening even stronger. You know, one of the things that we... Uh, purport to treasure as Americans is uh, the great mosaic of diversity that we have as a, as a country. Um, the uh, the uh, ability and the vociferousness with which we, um, uh, we uh, uh, hug that or, or uh, take it ebbs and flows. Um, uh, you know, in, some, in, in some ways in our country right now, it's a hard time uh, with respect to that. Uh, but you, you've alluded now a couple of times to uh, being hyphenated American, uh, Vietnamese American and Asian American, um, first generation. Um, I have some of those same feelings. Uh, uh, what is it that you think diversity brings to um, a community, to a university, to a state or a nation um, that makes it special, that makes it better? Um, that uh, makes it count. Yeah, no, I, I truly um, now at this point in my life embrace diversity and see the value of it higher than at any other point in my life previously. And, and why diversity matters is because you only know what you know. Uh, my analogy would be the beach ball. 
And I've only seen one stripe of the beach ball my entire life living in one community or living within one culture. Uh, to be able to be part of a university, a community, or a nation where we raise the beach ball and each member that looks at their stripe of the beach ball is able to share their, their perspective. How beautiful it is that I get to see this entire beach ball now because I, I, I'm able to learn from all of these other uh, diverse perspectives and thoughts and backgrounds and that's what makes it beautiful for me to be able to see and play with an entire beach ball rather than just one stripe on it yeah i i remember when i first started practicing law at my law firm which was a big uh international law firm and i would be in meetings and quite frankly it would be a room full of white men and we would all say the same thing to each other uh we all knew the right answer because it was the only answer we knew from our perspective. But over time, as those off, those meetings became more diverse and more integrated, and there were women, and there were people from other backgrounds, and people from other races and ethnicities and ages, um, those conversations were much more lively, and the perspectives were much more different, and we came to better solutions as a result of that. That's wonderful. I'm seeing that as well now. I um, wasn't always comfortable talking about ethnicity or race, uh, these or religion uh, or politics. These are these are these are um, very divisive words for me and very uncomfortable words for me uh, coming from my background. And, and we didn't want to rock the boat or ever get into conversations. But because um, because I get to be part of Cal State Fullerton's family and because I'm on boards that value diversity and make an effort for more diversity, uh, I feel like it's just broadened my mind so much now. And, and I feel like it, it's starting to cover the blind spots and it, and it opens up an awareness for me that I have additional blind spots that, that I want, you know, um, additional perspective from. So, so for me, that it's, 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 it's a great thing. It, it makes me um, look at things differently. I feel that it'll make me a better father, a better husband and better business owner to, as, as I'm part of different families and organizations. But, um, Absolutely. I've learned more in in the last few years because I've been open-minded and and exposed to to diversity than in the first, you know, decades of my life where all my friends were Vietnamese or all my friends were Asian. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, um, when people ask me, you know, what, what brings you joy? Um, what are the things that make your, makes your heart sing? Um, I always think of the same things, uh, music, First of all, I think of Julie, <laughs> yeah. and then I think of uh, music and and uh, uh, literature and uh, um, and my dogs. What makes your heart sing? What brings you joy, Dan? What are the, what are your passions in your life? Yeah, first, uh, first of all, I I get to observe you and Julie in in so many ways, and your genuine and authentic love for each other um, makes 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 my heart happy and and it makes me see that uh, I I have like I could do that with Christine and, and Christine who's my wife and life partner um I, I often look at you two as just such a loving couple and and as you have two grown sons now and I I think about I think about my young family and and what the future in terms of love um when, when I think of a joy and things that bring um happiness to my life Absolutely, the first thing is family. There, there's, no, I mean, my three children are my world now. My my wife and I, when we take our monthly dates, date nights together, 
we talk about our kids and, we're, <laughs> and we have to force ourselves not to talk about our kids. We're, you know, when I get to go out there and watch them play on soccer on Saturdays or, or get them, I'm their biggest fan. They bring us so much joy. Um, the joy, the activities that, that, that bring us most happiness in doing together is, is our family goals together. We, we have metrics now for our family goals beyond our mission statements. Mm. One of the metrics is for... Be, all three of them before they go off to college to visit all 50 states in the United States. So we have a family goal of that. And we've gotten to, at this point, um, 38 states. And so we know within the next uh, five years before Chance leaves for college that we will finish the remaining states. And so we have that. The Another... Um, Another thing that brings me so much joy is actually being very intentional of bringing the kids into my family business and observing. Mm. Um, the, because uh, Advanced Beauty College has many positions within the organizations, because we have admissions, we have the president's office, we have uh, marketing, we have guest services, because we have lead educator, because we have the departments of cosmetology, manicuring, skin care. Um, we always play a game on weekends that we, when, when we have uh, slower activities is, who do you want to be today? And we play that game uh, through and, uh, and so that they each can have an opportunity to play different roles within mm. the family business. Uh-huh. And, I, and I, 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 I enjoy that. Uh, the last thing that brings us tremendous joy is actually being, being, being part of the Vietnamese community and doing more, doing more and giving back. We, we do a lot of um, wonderful charity work. And and some and we do it here and abroad. Uh, locally here, we've been able to do it at Mary's Kitchen recently, where we go there and and, and, feed, and feed and help feed the homeless. We've also been able to uh, join our scout troops, local scout troops here, and joining with the scout troops, doing a lot of service-oriented missions. We recently given back to Operation Be Kind and Illumination Foundation through through our scout troops. We've also um, done um, international trips, service learning trips uh, as a family. We, we've, uh, I've taken the kids now to Vietnam twice and, and to Cambodia uh, once recently this past summer. And we were able to visit orphanages. So they're meeting kids of their same age in, 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 in countries that don't have the opportunities that they have. And we also visited Cambodia. And Cambodia had probably the poorest um, and neediest uh, individuals we've ever seen. We went to a lake called Tonle Sap Lake in Siem Reap, Cambodia. After visiting, um, after visiting um, the the Angkor Wat, we went to a lake that had a Vietnamese community. In this Vietnamese community, there was hundreds of Vietnamese families that were stateless. They had escaped Vietnam just like our family, but never made it to the Western world. Mm-hmm. And they're still in Cambodia, uh, and they're not returning to Vietnam. They haven't been able to integrate into Cambodia and they live on a lake and they have no access to anything and they're the poorest people we've ever seen and when we came there this summer and we spoke Vietnamese with them my kids changed Mm -hmm. they have changed my 12 10 and 7 year old kids as well as my sister's three children they've changed like never I've never seen in their life we came back to Orange County from that trip our babysitter said something that Christine and I were shocked at. She said, what did you guys do to your three children on the trip? We, I've never hear them. I've never found them so well-behaved, doing everything on a first ask and asking to help me. They must have seen something or something must have happened on this trip that really has changed your children. 
And um, we can't help but think about that visit to, to Cambodia and them seeing them going into a classroom that was all wood, on water, and had no electricity. Them seeing a kid floating in a carton asking us for money. Yeah. And then when we gave them a dollar, that was the most that kid seen, and them inviting like 20 other friends to come. And and when my kids saw that, that changed them. Uh, that changed them. And, and, and I can't help when I came back and shared that story with family and friends. There's something to that that made us feel so blessed and, and so lucky living here in Orange County or Southern California that our kids don't see that and they haven't been exposed to that. And, and so... So that brought me a lot of joy. If there's anything that brought me tremendous joy was going through that with my own children and, and, and going through those emotions with them. And now, um, and now thinking about that, how do we help? How do we help? What do we do uh, in terms of our part moving forward? And preparing them to be good uh, stewards of place too, good people that give back inculcating that into your kids is something that you hope you're able to do through example. And those are some of the first steps. Absolutely. My sister was also so moved that we, over the last few years, um, instead of just having a focus for Advanced Beauty College on inspiring and educating, we have uh, um, we are now, we, our tagline is inspire, educate, give back. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's very important, not only just for our family, but for every graduate that comes through Advanced Beauty College to know that that's, that's part of what, who we are. And one thing you said that struck me um, in the beginning of that story, as you said, very matter of factly, before Chance goes to college. It's just that's the way it is in the house. They're, they're going to college. And I know uh, that's the power of you being a first-generation college graduate and how it transcends down to the future generations. How did your parents, who didn't go to college, instill that in you so that you would become the first and open those gates? Yeah. So, you're, so uh, yeah, now it's just a, a given uh, for my for Chance to go to college in five years. But you're right. When mom and dad first came in 1975, it was about putting food on the table and, and about paying rent and about can we ever own our own home. And um, my parents did always say, I came to America and I'm working 12 to 16 hour days, seven days a week for a reason. And the reason is for you to go to college one day because they knew even in their wisdom, even though they hadn't gone to college, they knew that if you're going to, they knew that their kids were going to have a better life. And that key to having a better life was a college education. And they knew, they even knew, they said, even if you go to college and return back to the family business one day, you're going to be able to elevate the family business, unlike what we can do, because we're capped with our our knowledge, our skills, and the tools that we have. Going to college will will change your lives. So I know we're running close on time here, Dan, but I've, I want, uh, I've got you as a captive here, and uh, uh, as an alum uh, of the institution, as someone who's on our foundation board, um, what does a titan? What does being a titan mean to you? What is tell our tell our listeners what a titan means to you? Wow, being a titan uh, means so many things. Uh, I, I couldn't uh, put it in one word or in, in one thought. But be, being a titan is is everything um, that that embodies my family journey and story that I've been able to share today. Uh, being a titan um, uh, alum means that I now have 
a responsibility not only to contribute to the community, but to give back to the community. Uh, being a Titan now means that I'm part of the fabric of, of Orange County of Southern California and a global alumni and citizen, uh, whether it's here in Little Saigon or back in Vietnam. And, and, and being a Titan is, is a responsibility to, to, to reach higher. And, 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 and I'm going to continue to reach higher. I'm going to continue to, uh, to have Titan pride and, and, and to uh, continue to pay it forward. So it means all of those things and so much more. Uh, I'm proud to come from a university of significance. I'm proud to uh, uh, my pride uh, of being a Titan is going to be a lifelong endeavor. Uh, my wife uh, married into the Titan family, and, and we have uh, Titan children that get to see the events unfold and gets to see what our university and the impact that it has. I love that. I love that. Well, we, we love having you as uh, a Titan among Titans, um, you, which is exactly who you are. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for everything you do for our university. Thanks for your friendship. Uh, uh, it is something very dear to me. Thank you, Fram. Um, uh, heartfelt, you know, feel very blessed to be here, uh, be a Titan uh, during this wonderful time. And uh, thank you for having me as a guest today. Thank you for listening to Fram and Friends, a collaboration between Titan Radio and Cal State Fullerton. For more episodes like the one you just heard, visit titanradio.org.